This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. Edutech Guys Radio, radio radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site of this program for those who participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hello and welcome to EduTech Guys Radio, brought to you by the Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative and Hope Public Schools, both located in Hope, Arkansas. And we want to give a big shout out to CDWG for their sponsorship through some of the equipment that we use here on the show. Good afternoon. Welcome to an early edition of EduTech Guys Radio. I'm David Henderson. And I'm Jeff Madlock. There you go. <laughs> We're getting better at that. Every we time are. we do it. You know, hey. It's going to be a great show today. Hey, if you're listening to us, thank you. If you're not listening to us, well then. <laughs> Check it's like us. taking attendance for the people who aren't there. Right? <laughs> Check us out on the web at www.edutechguys.com. You can also catch us on Twitter at twitter.com slash edutechguys. Also Instagram. As Edutech Guys and on Facebook.com <laughs> slash Edutech Guys. That's right. Yeah. We're probably out there as Edutech. Heck, as David says, just Google Edutech Guys. Pretty sure we'll probably we be are in it. your top three, if not the top one that comes up. That's right. Hey, lots of great stuff happened to us. You're going to catch us this summer. We are getting ourselves probably way too busy. Uh, we're probably going <laughs> yes. to be meeting ourselves on the interstate and in the airways. Uh, coming back and forth That's between right. places. We're, we're going to pass ourselves. Yeah, listen, if you're one of the schools, uh, you're a member of a school, uh, staff member of a school that, that's in our listening area, which would be the planet, um, <laughs> some of you might start receiving some mailers from us starting next week. Um, yeah. We have workshop dates open. If you'd like to have us come and do uh, a one hour or half a day or a whole day, uh, we highly recommend the half day or whole day. We highly recommend the whole day. Because we we highly recommend like a three day workshop workshop session. That's what yeah. that's what we'd like. You know, it's fun. It's not just about podcasting because no. we're going to get heavily into Google Apps for Education because we right. use Google Apps ourselves to create all the background elements for the podcast that we're mm-hmm. doing. Um, so we delve into everything from creating your logos uh, to actually making the music for your intros and any background music. We get into audio editing. We get into Google Apps and how to use it for scheduling, um, how to create shareable uh, show notes, and the whole bit. So it's, it's a pretty neat idea. In fact, uh, one thing that we've been talking about is setting up Google Classrooms as shows. So your show is a Google Classroom. Right. Therefore, all the stuff for the weekly show or daily show can be shared in Google Classroom and edited out that way. Well, and what's cool about that uh, is that if, if you were looking at doing podcasting in your classroom and you set up a Google Classroom to handle that aspect of it, then you've got all the students and you know enrolled in that Google Classroom. They're all working on whatever their piece may happens to be. Maybe they are the um, on-air personality, or maybe they are the script writers, or maybe they're the music folks, or whatever. All of that can be tied in. 
Yeah, lots of stuff that you can do with it. And you're going to find that uh, podcasting has got its second breath. It's 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 second wave. It's uh, it's coming back now. Very very popular in educational settings. And um, everybody wants to be part of the podcasting scene. And you know what? There's plenty plenty of room out there still to get into podcasting and bring your school or classroom uh, into the podcasting genre. Hey, today on the show, we have got a lot of fun topics. We do not have a guest today. It's getting near the end of school, and our guests are just as busy as you are. That's probably why you're listening to this in podcast form, and possibly not live. But um, our guests are pretty busy, so it's it's hard to get our guests in at this time of the year since it is the end of the year. They're also educators, so they're wrapping up uh, everything that's going on at this point. But today, we're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about some FlexMod scheduling in schools. We're going to talk about Uberizing of K-12, and uh, we're going to also talk about some of the big stuff that's going on with Google this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is uh, the kickoff of the uh, Google I.O. conference. Uh, happened earlier today, uh, about, uh, I think, noon our time, somewhere in there. Anyway, lots of cool stuff that uh, Google is uh, revealing and talking about and sharing with uh, folks. So uh, lots of cool stuff coming on. <laughs> Sorry, David, David actually had to run out of the I had studio. To, real literally, <laughs> I literally had to run out of the studio. Like, and I'm, gotta run out of the studio. I'll be right back you, in a second. Catch my breath. Yeah, right. listen. Uh, you, you can catch us in two weeks at Histi, the Hot Springs Technology Institute, um, Arkansas's longest running. And is it two weeks? Is it two weeks? Is it three weeks? Three weeks. It's a few weeks. I can't remember. I can't remember. Uh, it's Arkansas's longest running and most respected uh, technology educational. Uh, conference. Oh yes, I, I know. I know what the I know what the other thing is. We're because we're going to build up to Histi. So in a in in a couple of weeks on June seventh, oh. that's what that's what we're thinking of. We're, we're getting our dates all jumbled together. On June seventh, we're actually going to be at the Level Up Conference in Texarkana, Arkansas. Um, which the Level Up Conference is a very cool professional development program that Texarkana does just for their teachers. Um, it's it's a tech conference where the teachers earn points, and uh, those points are then redeemed for prizes, and uh, that's where the whole level up concept comes in. So they, they've taken professional development and they've gamified it. Uh, and so we're actually going to do a couple of sessions at the level up conference, uh, just quick one-hour sort of overviews of podcasting in the classroom and we will broadcast those live um one of the things that we like to do uh, we're not here necessarily just talk about ourselves but (laughs) since since this is what we're doing uh, one of the things that we like to do at edutech guys is broadcast whatever we're doing live so if we're doing a workshop and we come out to your district and we're going to show you how podcasting works in the classroom we're going to do that live while we're presenting that particular workshop uh, or if we're doing live conference coverage then of course that's live but um, so that's that's one of the I think that's going to be very cool we've got two back-to-back as a matter of fact one-hour sessions um, it's going to be fast and furious but uh, I, th- I think it'll be a lot of fun I think the uh, the, the attendees are going to get a lot out of it. Um, we do uh, we do interactive trivia. We do all kinds of fun stuff. So it's not just us, you know, sitting in front of the room, you know, talking at folks. Uh, we are talking, but you know, definitely some interactive stuff and giving away prizes, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's so, a lot of fun. Yeah, and then uh, um, and then Histy follows that, um, and then man, we got all kinds of. We just found out today. We're going to be at the um, AESA conference, and that is the Association for Education Service Agencies, their national conference. We did their conference last year in New Orleans, and this year it's in Savannah, Georgia, um, and uh, that'll be in December, so that's good. I'm glad it's like the end of November, early December. That way it's not, you know, like July in Savannah. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Although that'd be fine. If you want us there, we'll come. That, that's the time of year when the mosquitoes carry you off. I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> They're like, you ain't got to worry about Zika. We're taking your butts down the river. Yeah, we're going to eat you. <laughs> so, yeah. And then uh, Fetsy in January. Fetsy in January. In Orlando. Uh, and other things in between. Well, yes, if you want to, yes. check the website out, edutechguys.com. You can check out our schedules there. As we get them, we'll put them on the schedule there. Yeah. 
find out where we're going to be. Um, uh, and also, at any time, if you'd like us to come to your school or educational entity and do a workshop, we're there. Just let us know. Yeah, you can uh, jump out to uh, edutechguys.com. Fill out the form at the bottom of the page there. We'll get a, an email notification, and then we'll get in touch with you about uh, how long you want to have us out and what's, uh, what pieces uh, you'd like us to talk to your folks about and get it going. So, uh, like I said, no, no uh, guest today. Uh, it is the end of school in Arkansas, and uh, it's end of school everywhere. Next week is uh, when the Arkansas schools wrap up, yeah, and they finish up then. Uh, but next week we do have someone on the schedule for next week. Uh, Will Will Richards uh, is back Richardson. on. Richardson, thank you, is back on. And um, he was one of our very first guests. Yep, he'll be back on. And we have a uh, Daisy Dyer Dewar that will be on sometime in the in the yes, summer. Yes, yes, we had We 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 had that was last week, but we had a scheduling conflict, and so mm-hmm. we had to redo. But uh, stay tuned for the summer. We'll do the shows throughout the summer just like we normally do. Yeah. Coming up on our one-year anniversary in June, yeah, which is a big deal for us. We've been on the air. That will be around show 45 or 46. Yeah. We'll have done a whole year's worth of shows. That's not too bad. That's we awesome, didn't, we, didn't miss, we didn't miss very many weeks in there, did no. we? No. For a whole year. Uh, I think, I think uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. And probably one or two scattered yeah. about, but it, yeah, fifty-two you know. weeks is that right? Yeah, yeah. So we only missed about you know six. Yeah. Now some of those we were actually at conferences, I think. Right. So yeah. the conferences took place of yeah. while we were there. So really, yeah. we. Which and that's uh, and that's potentially what's going to go. What's going to happen with Histy? I, I don't know. We haven't we'll really try. talked about that. We don't know if we're going to do a show before you know a show that Wednesday before we go to the Hot Springs Tech Institute. On that Thursday and Friday, or if we're just going to roll that show over, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll let you know. We might do it from a dock somewhere on the lake. There you go. It'll be in hot Sitting springs. on the dock in <laughs> You know the two letters I'm thinking right now. No. No. <laughs> I picked on David about that. He actually has a lovely singing voice. I do not. Do not tire me for that. So we were talking about some stuff happening. Uh, you know, it's, it's this time of year that schools are starting to make a lot of uh, – Decisions based on what they're going to do for next year. Right. And a lot of schools find themselves in uh, a position where maybe it's three or four years in on using some devices and it's getting close to refresh time. Yeah. And as much stuff that has happened uh, throughout the uh, throughout these last this I mean the last twelve months alone in technology, especially with the improvements and the uh, changes in Chromebooks, uh, the software that Apple's come out for iOS and right. everything like that, then the schools are going to be looking at how to refresh. And in that discussion, uh, David has an opportunity. His daughter in school is uh, looking at, their school district is looking at a flex mod scheduling, yeah. which is pretty interesting. I'll, I'll let David, it, so tell us about it. Um, I, it's, it's really like way out there compared to what, um, what they've, the traditional model for scheduling. So, um, in a nutshell, and and um, if anybody from that district is is listening, forgive me if I misspeak or misstep. Um, we had a parent meeting last night over this, and I'm still wrapping my brain around uh, exactly how it works. Actually, for that matter, I know for a fact the administration is still trying to wrap their brain around it. Uh, that was one of the things they were they definitely stressed. But in a nutshell, um, where traditionally students have their courses laid out for them um, each period of day. So first period you have, I don't know, Algebra 1, and you have that every single day. And second period you have uh, AP English, and you have that every single day as second period. With FlexMod, they actually spread the classes out during the week. And there are two flavors of FlexMod that that our school district uh, is looking at, or I say our, the school district where my daughter goes to school and where my wife teaches. Um, but they're looking at two, there's two different flavors, for lack of a better description. One is a Flex 3, and the other is a Flex 4. And all that means is whether is, is how many times per week uh, certain classes meet. If you're on a flex three, then that means that the periods are longer because you're only meeting three times a week. Um, but it's not like you're going to have algebra one first period every day in either of those scenarios. You might have algebra one from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on Monday. And then on Tuesday, it might be from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. 
And on Thursday, maybe it's just a half an hour somewhere else. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, and so all the classes are kind of scattered around um, in that manner. And in addition to the actual scheduled classes that students have, they also they also have what uh, is called ILT, which is independent learning time. Uh, and that is um, probably the closest that I can describe it uh, for us old school folks is uh, study hall. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's like study hall, but um, it's much more free and flowing. Uh, for example, they have designated areas um, in the library. They have designated, uh, they'll have designated benches in the halls where students can, that's where they can plop down and hang out in small groups and do their independent learning time. Um, now, one of the things that was very um, confusing at first, but then was later explained, um, all of the students do not have ILT all at the same time, right? That would be chaos. Mm-hmm. If you had all the students running around, you know, willy-nilly, no. It's, it's whatever students are scheduled for ILT at those particular times throughout the day. So one student's ILT might be at 8 o'clock in the morning. Another student's ILT might be at 3 o'clock in the afternoon or, you know, whenever, however that works. So basically, they're going to be grouped. I think the principal said roughly 30 to 40 students per each ILT time. Yeah. So it's not so bad, especially if you start, you know, kind of if they kind of go off on their own. You're really talking about groups of probably five to six students, you know, kind of huddled around. Generally, I would think that it's going to be students hanging out with their friends. It's going to be students hanging out with students who are taking the same class. Now, again, might not be at the same time, but they can get together and they're going to work with each other in terms of um, getting the um, content down, helping each other study, which that's another cool thing. The teachers are also set up on this FlexMod schedule. So they have the they have their structured classes that they have to teach, but then they have a lot of um, open office time where it, it's not just free time. It's not like teachers are going to be sitting around with a bunch of free time. Instead, their open office time is going to be um, where they could pull in small groups of students and they could uh, work on those particular students focusing on whatever needs they have. Maybe a student is um, lagging behind a little bit or having trouble with this particular concept in their Algebra 2 class. Yeah. Then that teacher can come in and say, okay, you know, well, let's work with you four folks and, and let's see if we can all get you going together. That's pretty cool. It's very cool. Another really neat thing about the way they're going to do this is from ninth grade to 12th grade, every student will be assigned a mentor who – generally speaking, is not going to be necessarily a teacher that they are taking classes with. So a different teacher will be the mentor for, say, like my ninth grade student, all right? And that will be the same mentor throughout all of high school. So you have this student who gets to know this teacher and this teacher who gets to know this student and what they like and what they don't like and what their interests are and where they're struggling and what's going good and what's going bad in and out of the classroom. Um, we visited with a, a group of folks. I say we. Um, I can't remember who all went. Uh, there, I think uh, I think Bobby Hart with uh, Hope Public Schools and several other Hope Public Schools folks went. Um, it, was, it, was, it was a meeting up in Little Rock. Um, and several of us from the Education Service Center went, and I think maybe a couple other schools went. And we were talking with districts who had done this in other states. Uh, and... One of the things that they stressed was that they could see the difference in their students with the mentors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and like a student might be starting to fall behind, let's say, or, or they're really, they seem to be struggling with something. And the mentor could pick up on that. And in fact, one of the examples they gave, the mentor did pick up on that and say, you know, I, you know I, I, I'm not prying here, but there's something, you know, is everything okay? Well, it turned out no. Uh, the grandfather had passed away or the grandfather was dying or I can't remember what it was. And and so they worked around that schedule, you know, in relation to what what was going on with that student. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, it's very cool. Um, there's definitely going to be some growing pains. I mean, no doubt about it. And the logistics of what you're talking about is massive. It is massive. And I think that's probably... 
as anyone could attest to, when you start any new program, whether it's FlexMod or whatever, a one-to-one rollout or whatever you're doing, the logistics of it are a booger. And yeah. then the growing pains, that's the, that's the killer. Right. That's the thing that's going to get you. That yeah. small infection that blows up to be a massive infection. Right, right. But, you know, um, Prescott, 1,000 um, kids? Yeah. 1,200 yeah. kids. Right around, yeah. So the high school, how many progress? 100? Uh, probably. That, that's kind of like a perfect size. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. so, you know, Prescott has this opportunity to, you know, to, to dev that out. Right. You know, and, and get it worked out. So that's really a good size. Yeah. I can see larger school districts, you know, with, with a bunch of kids, mm-hmm. you know, having a hard time doing that. Because staff, right. you know, there's the interesting part. The difference between 100 kids per class and 200 kids per class staff-wise is is not that big a difference to change the staff. You right. know what I mean? You know, right. five to eight. Yeah. So even at 100, you got a lot of good staff to, to handle it. But, you sure. know, once you start adding kids, you know, you might add another eight teachers. but then you go, well, everybody's going to have a mentor. Oh, gosh. Then, you know, right, I have right. 25 I kids, I got a mentor or right. something like Or even more. You know, right. And then it gets like, right. okay, that's crazy. I can't. Yeah. That, it sounds like it's going to be pretty cool. I think the flex mod scheduling. I think year-round scheduling. I think all-day schooling. Mm-hmm. I think when secondary schools go to the ability to go from 7 until 7. Yeah. And... You know, the school buses for those campuses run like public buses. Hey, these are the bus stops, and these buses are going to stop here right. every hour right? on the hour or yep. every quarter of the hour so that you, if you get on this bus, you will be at school by the hour. Right. And so if, you, if you're a high school kid and you're a single parent family or not, whatever, and you're working at McDonald's and you close on Tuesdays and Thursdays and you close at 1.00, and you go home, and you're a teenager, so you need to sleep like 22 hours. But, <laughs> but you know, they can wake up at 11 o'clock right. and still go and take all the courses that they need to take. Right. I think when we get to the point where we do that, which I think is just another version of a flex-modified schedule right. that runs whole, all day. Sure. And then running that thing all year. Yeah. Because, you know, that's the same thing goes for a lot of teachers. Um, when do you teach? I go in at noon. And I right. teach until whatever. And, oh, I like to go in early. I go in at 6 in the morning. Right. And I get through it too. Right. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I love it because then I still have day time in the afternoon to run errands and go to the grocery store mm-hmm. and the bank's still open. And I like to pick my kids up from school right. if I have smaller kids. Yeah. Right. I think that that's – and then you actually get into an interesting place where you could justify hiring more staff. Oh, to, sure. To, 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 to help. To alleviate yeah. that whole interesting thing. Yeah. I think when schools start moving in that direction, and and look where we are with one to one. I mean, well, and, and that's and, and right. We got it. I think we maybe maybe we at Edutech guys have stopped using one to one. I don't think one to one is actually is actually a valid statement anymore. And the reason I say that is because every kid, pretty much, every, we have a larger percentage of kids that already have a device, yeah. whether it be personal. Or right. Not right. That saying one to one is no longer because we all know in ed tech that uh, most of the kids can do, if not everything they do on their phones, pretty much all those. Right. Most of the phone. things they can do. So yeah. saying one to one anymore is kind of stupid. Well, it is, except that uh, to me, one to one. This is my definition, for lack of a better description. When I think one to one. That is the school supplying the device. I think BYOD, I think it's students bringing the device. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what the hybrid is. One to BYOD, I don't know. One, right. to, one to OD. No, not one to OD. I think we, um, so that's our new thing. we got to come up with a term. Yeah, so we need a term device for enabled. device. Yes, <laughs> device-enabled students. The DES, the DES kids. The DES kids. Um, so, uh, but that's one of the things I was going to talk about. As part of this change, they are giving every student 912 a Chromebook, because they the, the teachers this summer are getting training and time to work on their changeover to this new environment, and everything's going to be electronic. They're putting it all in Google Classroom. They're having a major Google Classroom rollout. They're converting everything to Google Classroom. Students, in a weird sort of way, not weird sort of way, but in a way, they are moving toward that whole no excuses environment as well. Yeah. You know, you were out. I'm sorry you were out, but you really don't have an excuse because it's all electronic. And on top of that, 
You also have your independent learning time in addition to your regular classroom time. So you've got time to work on your stuff right. or should. Um, so are the kids going to be able to take them home? Yes. Yeah. And that was, which that was another major piece of the discussion. Well, there were two parts of that. One, um, what the discussion was, so how are you going to protect uh, my, you know, what are you going to do to keep my little Johnny from surfing around to sites he's not supposed to go to? Go Guardian. And that's exactly what they're using. They're going to use Go there's, Guardian. There's nothing else to use. You know, yeah. I, and so they're going to use Go Guardian for that. And then the other question was, well, what if I don't have internet at home? Well, uh, with Google Docs and the way my understanding is the way the assignments are going to be handled is that the student will have to make a lot of student responsibility in this environment, a lot of student responsibility. Mm -hmm. And so the student has to be responsible for offloading that content onto the Chromebook, basically making it available offline so that when they go home, they can still work on it. When they come back, they go online, it syncs up, you're good to right. go. Right. Well, and let's take a look at what we know about some things happening with USAC and where they're right. moving and that's to start too. providing. And, you know, think about it this. If if that school district can make it happen, going to be some, you know, some little hurdles. Sure. But you could drop, you could drop paper textbooks, go digital, mm -hmm. save yourself a lot of money, mm -hmm. and then that two hundred dollar, two hundred you know, tops, two twenty Chromebook is very viable. Yeah, exactly. So, honestly, saving the district money. Right. Well, and not only that, one of the discussions is um, insurance. So there's a twenty five dollar per student insurance fee. It's twenty five dollars. There were several parents who were voicing some concern about that. You know, they, they're already having a tough time making ends meet and et cetera. And, and I totally get that. The, the counter argument to that is that the district is providing any of the what I will call traditional school supplies, pens, paper, that type of stuff. So parents don't have to spend that $25 on pens and paper and Kleenex and whatever else the teacher says, you know, hey, you got to go buy. So that $25 you would have spent at your local big box store buying school supplies now can go to the $25 to cover the insurance of that Chromebook. By the same token, the district was very um, clear and adamant that there will be no child left out of the loop. Um, that one way or another, students would be able to use devices. Now, it could very well be that a student cannot take it home if they don't have insurance, but they could check one out of the library and, you know, use the Chromebook or whatever. Right. Um, so, I mean, it's, I, I think it's going to be very, it's, it's going to be very cool. It's very different. Um, again, there's going to be some growing pains, but I, frankly, with a daughter who's just going into this, which I realize they're all just going into this, but she's going to be with it, you know, for the whole, for, yeah. for several years. I think I think it's going to be an awesome opportunity. I really do. I think it is too. I can't wait to see how it plays out. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we'll definitely follow because it's right here near us. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know how to say this another way, so I'm just going to ask you on air. Do we have a music artist? Oh, we do. This week? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's, <laughs> actually, we're going to bring some Nick C back on just because awesome. cool. we like Nick C and his music's good. Yeah. Are you trying to? Are you trying to? Um, I'm my my time. I, I I am I am taking over task mastering. That's what I'm Is doing. Is that what you're doing? I am. Cool. Um. Uh, well, let's do that. Um. We'll we'll jump out right now. How's that sound? Works cool. for me. Hey, listen. Uh, you're listening to EduTechGuys.com, and we're coming to you live from the Southwest Arkansas Educational Co-op. We're gonna jump out to a little music right now with uh, Nick C. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few minutes. <laughs> Just begun 
Guys, come to you live from the Southwest Arkansas Educational Co-op. Coming back with another Nick C right at you. Stay tuned. When your eyes the gaze upon me and your silhouette is near.
To Edutech Guys coming to you live from Southwest Arkansas Educational Co-op in Hope, Arkansas. That was Nick C. Hey, he's one of our favorite artists. Um, he's also a relative of David's, but that has nothing to do with the fact. <laughs> but no, he's a great artist. Yeah. If you want to check out his website, it's nickc.com, N-I-K-S-E-A.com. Yep. You can also find him on Facebook. Just look up N-I-K-S-E-A, Nick C. Hey, I want to give another shout out to one of our favorite artists who's a, who's a local boy around here, but Pretty pretty famous cat in these parts, and we've played some of his music on the show before. And that's Trey Johnson. Oh uh, yeah, Trey Johnson's from Prescott, which is right down the road. Uh, he and Dave Allman, and Dave Allman is like a local hero for Arkansas too. He's a phenomenal singer, songwriter, guitar player. They're doing a really cool house concert uh, May the nineteenth, which is tomorrow at the Wildwood Park for the Arts in Little Rock. That's um, cool. Yeah, pretty cool. They're going to have a at six thirty. The doors open. Seven o'clock is showtime. It's the, the big pavilion at the Wildwood. If you've never been to Wildwood Park, it's gorgeous. It's in Little Rock, uh, right off of the Chenal, in the Chenal Valley area. So, uh, yeah, if you want to catch those guys, I'll give him a shout-out if you're listening to us in the state. That's in the Little Rock area, Trey Johnson and Dave Allman at Wildwood Park. Hey, welcome back to the show. Uh, we were just killing a little time there for us to catch our breath. We were Sometimes we get to talking and we forget how much we are talking. <laughs> so we have to give ourselves a little break there. And um, kind of catch our breath. We were talking about the FlexMod scheduling and what's going down with uh, using devices in that. And uh, in the FlexMod, they made a, a beautiful choice of going with Chromebooks because that's going to be perfect for what they're doing. So uh, I'm looking at the show notes and uh, got a lot of stuff coming up for us. Uh, we'll be at Level Up in Texarkana on June the 7th for two sessions. That's in Texarkana, Arkansas. We'll be doing some short sessions on podcasting and beginning podcasting and how you can podcast from your district, from your school, or from your classroom, or from your backyard, or from a hall closet. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Pretty much any device, anywhere you can do that. You can also catch us uh, uh, at the Southwest Arkansas Educational Cooperative on June the 14th. They'll be doing. We'll be doing some uh, workshops here in the afternoon here in Hope, Arkansas. So you could check the yep. uh, Southwest Arkansas Educational Cooperative website there, and you can see if you could get a schedule. Uh, we might be booked because we're really popular. Uh, <laughs> there is space available. There is space available. <laughs> Just gonna put that out um, there, man. Hey, June the fifteenth through the sixteenth, we'll be at the Hot Springs Technology Institute in Hot Springs, Arkansas. You don't want to miss that one. Uh, we're gonna be right out front, broadcasting live from the uh, the whole thing and doing a breakout session. Yeah. There. Exactly. So you want to check us there. Uh, coming up down the road, in the future, we have some other big conferences. We'll talk about those more. You can also yeah. check our website, edutechguys.com. Find our schedules there and see where we're going to be. Um, always looking for uh, folks to be on the show. If you would like to be on our show, let us know. Go to the website. Drop down to the bottom of the contact form. Drop us a quick uh, email and let us know what you do, how you do it, and why you should be on the show. We'll probably love to have you. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, uh, so, yeah, check the website to keep up with us. Always looking for schools to do our workshop and do our thing in. We just love bringing the idea of podcasts to the classrooms and to schools. So I noticed here in the uh, the show notes you have the Uberizing of K-12. All right. So, yeah, I came across this. In fact, what's really weird is um, it's an article that was put out by Kathy Norris and Elliot Soloway back in September of 2015. Um, 
What's weird is I guess it kind of flew under the radar. I mean, I guess it made its waves at the time. I don't know. It flew under our radar anyway. Um, And then I got uh, uh, some kind of, I don't know, I got something anyway. And it was referencing this whole notion of Uberizing K-12. And I was like, what is this? And so uh, it, it referenced this article in that other article. You know how it is. It's all social. Everybody's sharing, putting in their ideas. Well, you know, one thing leads to another. and Right. Uh, so as I was reading over this, essentially, um, if you take the concept of Uber, right? right. We had taxis. I call up. Right. We still have taxis. Yeah. All right. You know, it's a pain in the butt, but sometimes, you know, it's a pain in the butt to get the taxi. Then you got to, you know, pay and you got to do all this stuff. And, right. You know, okay. But there's a system in place and it's... Um, it's very structured, and over time, it's very predictable, okay? Um, and then Uber comes along, and Uber basically says, hey, there's an app for that. You push a button, and boom, you instantly get a car delivered to your door mm-hmm. or wherever you need to meet the Uber driver, and you get in, and you do your thing, and you get out, and there you go. Yeah, and payment, everything's easily handled. Right, everything's, yes. One fail swoop. Yes, exactly. So what they're saying, um, if I understand the article correctly, uh, what they were saying is that that is where education needs to go, in their opinion. That um, and, and, and to that end, that's sort of where education is going, again, in their opinion. Where essentially education is getting Uberized. That is 24-7, on demand, I get the courses I want, when I want them, how I want them. Right. You know, I no longer have to sit in a brick-and-mortar building or, or I shouldn't have to sit in a brick-and-mortar building in order, to get the, in order to get my education. And even if I am in a brick-and-mortar building, then I should have more control over and, or more freedom over how that education content is delivered to me, what I do with it, how, you know, how I consume it. Uh, how I turn around and use that information. Um, and, and so that's what their entire, um, that's, that was kind of the premise of the article. Well, you so, know, I think that's interesting because that's exactly what Khan Academy is and what Carpe Diem is. And that's what, you know, Arkansas Virtual High School is. Right. I mean, it's kind of like, I need this right now. But you know what else is interesting is that drops me into stuff like Quizlet mm-hmm. and Study Blue. Um, your daughter probably uses it. I know my daughter uses it. When she's practicing for, when she's she's studying for a test, she uses Quizlet, and her friends use Quizlet, mm-hmm. and so they build what they need at that point. It's like right. I need to build a study guide. Well, here it is online. The cool part about it is, is that that study guide is then shared with all these students. Right. You know, which some people, well, that's cheating. Is it cheating? That's just the way we all used to get together at the soda shop or hang out at somebody's house and have study groups. Exactly. I mean, exactly. now it's just I don't have to leave the comfort of my beanbag. You know, right. I can just do it right, right then. Right. But you know, it's right, and that's really funny. I guess they're right. That's an interesting thing that we missed that article. From you know yeah. a, a little over half a year ago, right. how we how do we miss this article? Which they're kind of point on about you know a kid could, and, and that's interesting. I wonder how many kids really know about Khan Academy and Carpe Diem and all those neat sites that have you know Khan Academy has like twenty four hundred educational videos and all these sites. If a kid was studying for a certain chemistry test, they could probably you know that weekend go to Khan Academy and find a whole. Right. Set of videos right. or a video on what they're studying. Yeah. And get that Uber. Boom. I need it right now. There it is. It's at my doorstep. I you know, I've got a whole other class because I didn't understand covalent bonds and now I understand covalent bonds. Sure. And boom. That's really that's really interesting. How do we miss So that? okay, so here's the here's the extension of that. Um if, again, if I re, if I remember, um near the end of the article they basically are touting the fact that through the quote-unquote Uberization of K-12, you could essentially get rid of uh, 20% of the teaching population and, and I, I, because I the students don't need them anymore. That's right. Because they can get the content whenever, however, wherever. Um, so, of course, that's, that's an interesting and, depending on your perspective, uh, very dangerous slash negative uh, side effect of this whole concept, then the extension of that is, okay, so let's say for the sake of argument, 
you're okay with getting rid of 20% of the teaching uh, profession, much like what happens in other professions where information where where the information age and or other systems have been put in place it's re, it's replacing human power right so therefore okay we don't necessarily need as many humans all right so there's that part of it and then by extension all right then how do you know how do you vet the people who are putting the content that those students are now you know, coming into and that, so that brings up the whole side of, you know, certification and do the teachers need to be certified? You know, right. do, do people have to be certified educators in order to be putting out this well, information? Homeschool parents don't. That's, that's true. Um, but you're interesting. Enough. So I, I guess it depends on, I think a lot of it depends also on how you view the teaching profession as a whole. If you view the teaching profession as a whole on par with other licensed professionals, lawyers, doctors, what have you, then yeah, this is a huge problem because now we're talking about, you know, people, me sitting at home on WebMD diagnosing what you have a problem with and then you come into my house and me cutting you open and operating sure. on you. But that also gets into the point of the basic of that's a lot more zeros for some people and a lot less zeros for other that's people. That's true, too. But you know the reason what's interesting about that is I, I think that that gets into the privatization of education, which I'm kind of possibly for. Because here's the interesting part. You know, there's only one Robert De Niro, and there's only one Chris Tucker, and there's only one uh, 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 basketball guy. <laughs> <laughs> one basketball guy? I, just, <laughs> I could not think of anybody. Dwayne Wade, there you go. I couldn't think of anybody on top of my head. But here's the interesting part about that. If the right teacher gets online and is great at what they do and can convey the teaching experience through videos and through online work, then they become rather popular. They become the Robert De Niro who gets $10 million a movie and does five movies a year and makes $50 million a year. They, but but you know, they're not going to make that. But, no, but but they make a lot more money than going to a school district and you know teaching in one class and only reaching a hundred kids a year. True. You know, we we actually get this interesting thing where I, I agree with the same thing. And but there's the interesting part is that I think some of that vets itself. The the internet vets itself in a lot of situations. Uh, it also doesn't though in a lot. But, I mean, how many things do you see shared that are? Completely erroneous, well, and, but you know people get behind and it. And now we're to Darwin's it. origin of the species. Yeah. You know, well. if you're stupid enough to go to Ronnie John's <laughs> MD website and Ronnie John says make you a poultice out of some chewing tobacco and some dirt and right. put it on the gunshot wound, you'll be better in a week. Well, then you get what you get. You know. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I mean, I hear what you're saying. But, well, okay, but let's so, but let's say you go to the same website and that's the guy who's educating your kid and your kid loves to watch this guy and he's learning you know dirt shoveling 101 uh, you know but no you know offense what? to dirt hey, shovelers that's not that's what i mean but what i mean is uh, well you're right you're right even yeah you're right i mean you're right at this point yeah, instagram point. snapchat are teaching our kids well true and i actually wasn't even thinking along those lines i was thinking along the lines of there are certain folks in the profession that you know, they are doing the same thing. Uh, you know, um, you know, they're steeped in their ways of, of teaching and aren't changing it and hadn't changed it since 19, you know, yeah, 18. Yeah. And well, what's the word? You know, you've got a, a 30, so you're right. 32 That's, year veteran teacher still teaching, you know, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. Point. I mean, I, I'm, I'll make a dangerous statement right now. My daughter's taking vocabulary exams these last two weeks. And, the definitions have to be verbatim memorized, verbatim. If you use an instead of a, you miss the whole thing. I, that is... Thank you. I mean, and that's interesting golly, because... Yeah, what the heck, man? That's where we are. That's where we are in this country. Is wow, yeah. You're going to need to memorize these verbatim. And so you have all these kids that are sitting at the top of the class, you know, these kids with four points and everything. Doing busy work. Well, and they're bombing it. And bombing because it. Because they're, I was like, well, how many do you have to learn for tomorrow? 40. Yeah. And the definitions have to be verbatim. So the only way I can do that is to memorize them. That is, that's, is that not wow. stupid? That's, I, I mean, so let's, and, and then my favorite answer was, well, and next week, um, we have one test, and they can pick. They're going to pick forty words from the three hundred and eighty 
that we've had to learn over the last you right. know, two months or whatever. Right. It, it, I, you know, so you're right. I mean, we're we're, but you know, there's the interesting part. The organization, Amalgamated Toast, they're smart enough to build the site where they vet their own people and they have, you know, the credentials to say these people have this. True. True. Then that becomes one more entrepreneurial, you know, endeavor. And I believe there are plenty of students to go around and plenty of companies to provide that. I think when a company gets too large in trying to provide something like that, I mean, Khan Academy has not gotten too large. Or has it? I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, when you get too large, you kind of lose sight of what you're doing. Right. Right. You know, I mean, there's an interesting thing. I don't think... I don't think an organization could work that way with teachers that never step into a human contact arena. Mm-hmm. I think that that's going to work hand in hand with education as we see it. Yeah. Because those are the teachers that are also great classroom teachers and have great rapport with kids. Right. And, you know, and they're the ones that, oh, yeah, this, this person, whether you follow them on video, you follow their Twitter, or you go sure. to their classroom, they're a great teacher. Right. You know, yes, exactly. But, yeah. you know, that's a beautiful thing. I think it'll work itself out. But it's really interesting, the Uber, Uberization of education. Yeah, I just, uh, the title definitely, you know, caught my attention. And as I kind of delved into it, and I don't know, some of it, you know, obviously rubbed me the wrong way. And, <laughs> and you know, so I thought it would be fun to discuss. I, I see. I was looking at the article. I see what they're talking about. They, they want to save a lot of money. And, I mean, I don't think we're there yet. I think that that whole genre is, you know, it, it, isn't Well, that, I, I'll tell you the other stuff. That's just su- kind of like a charter school but online. Well, and, and, the, and, the, and to even the extension of that then is as – as certain educational facilities move toward that type of environment, you know, frankly, you're talking about less and less, well, heck, federal government involvement, even local government involvement. Uh, you know, you're talking about, frankly, startup schools with yeah. no accountability, no, you know, other than the accountability will come in the form of uh, if a bunch of people, if, if a bunch of parents, get their students enrolled with those particular entities and they realize that, you know, they're not getting the education they need. Right. Uh, then really in a weird sort of way, like you said, it kind of sorts itself out because I'm going to pull my kid out of there and put him in something else. Now, the downside is it's not just like buying a new car. You know, <laughs> if I don't like this car, I, you know, I try to sell it off and go get another car. With education, that's Six months, a year, a right. year and a half of Lost. their learning, you know, potential that's been flushed down the drain. Exactly. That's dangerous. Well, you know, I think that's what's interesting is, you know, we don't get into politics here and we won't get into politics. But look look how, look how homeschooling in mm-hmm. the past two decades has just blown up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, yeah. and, and, and that's vetted itself mm-hmm. pretty well. And well, I, and I think there's there's the numbers that you don't see a lot. You'll see them from the homeschooling people, but when you look at incoming freshmen to college, and you go, "Wow, there's a large percentage of these kids that are uh-huh. homeschooled." You know, uh-huh. that's pretty amazing, right? And 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 to that end, many many parents, you know, a lot of folks when when they hear homeschooling, that's exactly, that's what that's what you think of. You think of children. You think of students being educated at home by a particular parent or whatever kind of in its own little, you know, its own little eggshell kind of thing. You know, it's all protected in its own one little bubble. And really, a lot of the homeschool folks, they have their own networks of other homeschoolers. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, it's actually its own, you know, and there are several of those there where there are homeschool networks. So these folks are all talking with each other, working with each other, kind of building this common curriculum, even though the education is happening within the four walls of that particular home, it still reaches far beyond that. Right. And and that's where I think some of this additional kind of Uberization stuff really comes into play and could really start snowballing and, and growing, good, right. bad, or ugly. Right. Yeah. I think that's pretty interesting. So, anyway. And I, I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. Hey, we'll share the article out if, if you want to. Uh, just check out our yeah. show notes later. They'll be in the show notes. Yep. We'll put it out there. Um, uh, we're getting close into time. It's, Man, once yeah, again, rolling through. Uh, but you know what it's time for? Google App of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> you made me giggle. almost coughed. I, I get that choking <laughs> laughter going. 
Hey, this week for a Google app updates, it just refreshed and came out today. Um, if you ever want to know what's going on, just uh, look up a what's new in Google Apps. Just Google that and they'll, you'll take you to the calendar and you can see all the stuff coming out from Google. That's where we yeah. steal off our great ideas. <laughs> but this week, um, it's either there, Susan Gilly. I mean, I yeah, know. I was going to say, yeah. We, we don't get them all from there. But, but you know. <laughs> if not, they're from Susan. <laughs> For every 10 things we know, she knows a 1,000. So. Yeah, amen to that. Um, but I'll tell you what's really cool is so Google has, they they're, one of their new updates is you can embed charts from Google Sheets and Google Docs and Slides and then update them with a single click. So here's a really thing. So you build a Google chart, say, in Google uh, 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 Numbers. It's not Numbers. What's it called? Sheets. Sheets. Thanks, dude. Uh, Google Sheets. I get them all. Excel. No, you build, yeah. <laughs> you, build your, uh, you build your chart, and then every time that chart changes, you know, you got to go back and get that data and then re-embed it in Google Docs. Well, now they've given you the ability to insert the sheet and then link it to the spreadsheet. So now that Google Docs uh, chart will change every time the data is changing in a spreadsheet. So you don't have to go back and re-embed it every time and get the new graphic and bring it back over. So essentially, Google has created their version of Microsoft's old school OLE. Yep. That, you know, without all the hassle. With it, yeah. Do you remember the hassle? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like That's wow, that like, is awesome. You know, giving a rhino a root canal. <laughs> but now, yeah, it's just it's it's literally like two clicks at this point. That's yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. Uh, you just go to insert chart in Google Docs or slides on the web, insert a new chart or select for, uh, from sheets to add an existing one. And then as long as you check the link to the spreadsheet box, you'll be okay. Because as long as it links to that spreadsheet, every time that data changes, then that report's going to give you that the newest one. That is very cool. That's really cool, That's especially cool. when you talk about just using it in school. Are you having troubles with attendance? Then your attendance spreadsheet, the report that the superintendent or the principal or whoever it is, the attendance officer sees, can have updated graphs and charts constantly because it's linked to a spreadsheet which the attendance secretary is changing the, the numbers yeah, in every day. That's, that is that's, awesome. Well, there's a great one for your business department. Every department has a budget. Mm -hmm. Well, they can just have a Google Doc report. That tell, that you can break it down right. for them Absolutely. with a nice pie chart or some bar charts of how much money you got left, how much money you spent, and tie that to a spreadsheet, and boom. All you're working in is a spreadsheet, and your your clients see that, that graph. That, that is awesome. That's oh, that very cool. cool. Um, and just uh, if if you're not aware, um, you can also go to you can you can go to Google, and if you Google Google I/O, um, Google is currently the 18th, 19th, and 20th. I think it's I think those are the dates. Today, tomorrow, and well, I say today, tomorrow. If you're listening on the podcast, it's going to be May uh, 18th, 19th, and 20th. Maybe a couple of days. I can't remember what all the days are. But anyway, it's the Google I/O conference, and they are releasing all kinds of cool new. Gizmos, gadgets, Google updates. I mean, they're talking about all kinds of stuff. Um, so you definitely want to check out Google I.O. Uh, and um, we're, uh, we're getting close to time. Before we go any further, I did want to say that uh, I want to wish my wife a very happy 25th anniversary. We've been married 25 years today. Yay! So, yeah, it's, it's awesome. So if you want gonna, to, make sure you go to David's Twitter, uh, David NRK. He has a nice picture of them when they were just little kids. <laughs> that was a long time that ago. One, you guys are really young in that picture. Oh, yeah, yeah. I you, have hair. You have, you have aged a lot. I have. Shan doesn't look much different to me. No, no there you go. <laughs> Not one bit. Please make sure you share that. With I will. Me. <laughs> <laughs> win me some brownie points. That's right. That's but right. I'm not lying. That's no, I agree. I agree. I was like, completely. who's that dude with Shan? Yeah. No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I will tell you, the number one reaction I get when I post old pictures like that is, you had hair. I mean, like, hair, hair. Yes, I had I had big hair. Yeah, that is a great yeah. picture, though. But, you know. Uh, hey. that's, that's a great well, picture. That's thank wild. you. That's <laughs> Every time I look at it, I'm like, yeah, that's not David. Uh, I know. Hard to believe, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, hey, well, listen. We're less hair, more body. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's almost the weekend. <laughs> Good times on the Edutech. Good times. Hey, please check out our website, www.edutechguys.com. We're making updates constantly when we have time. Uh, we're also working educators, so we're as busy as the rest of you are. Um, good luck in closing out the year. I know it's not closed for everyone just yet, but I know you're in the throes right. of packing up your classrooms, getting your stuff done, into your reports and all that, grades and graduating kids and exactly. all that stuff. Yes. So uh, have a good week and a good weekend. Um, yeah. We'll see you next week on the show. I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. Have a good one.
I do this every time. You've been listening to EduTech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site and this program are those of participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it all, all but, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.